Stories on Media. This is Coming Out Stories. It's a podcast about one of the most important conversations of your life. I'm Emma Goswell. Now it's time to meet Caden, a queer trans man from Florida who had to come out more than once during his life. When I turned 15, I came out as a lesbian at the time. 15 is is quite young, so let's go back even further than that. Can you remember the sort of thought process when you were sort of analysing it in your own head? What sort of things were you thinking when you were sort of a really young teenager? Well, I remember as far back as about five years old, questioning things and wondering, "Mm, I'm a little different than other kids around me. And I obviously didn't know, have words to describe that. I, at five, I didn't even know what a lesbian was, uh, let alone what a transgender person was. So Mm. I actually do have a gay uncle. My grandma's um, brother is gay and but he was never very full front with his him being gay like he never talked about it even though he was with the he's been with the same person since before i even was alive um it was never talked about but he came from that generation where you know gays and lesbians and transgender people and bisexual people weren't talked about it was you know considered a bad thing you you know you were mentally ill or something like that so so he didn't particularly then, talk to you about it then no Never. Although my grandparents and, you know, my family was accepting of him, that that queer identity or um, queer community was never brought up. It was never talked about. Even as I became a teenager and started exploring my own sexuality and things like that, it was never talked about. Did that mean that you felt that you couldn't express it as well? You didn't have anyone that you could talk to about it? Yeah, I didn't have anybody to talk to about it. Um, When I first came out, I actually, as a lesbian, I sent my grandma an email. That was how I came out. She was the first person I came out to. She was my best friend. And so I could not make myself tell her in person. So I sent her an email. And Did you say Gran that you told was first? Yeah, I told my grandma. Your grandma. Wow, okay. Yeah, my grandma. I didn't even tell my parents first. Um, So in the email, I said, Grandma, I uh, have been fighting with this identity for a while, and I think I'm a lesbian. And that was basically it. I didn't put much more to it. And at the end, I said, please email me back. Don't come talk to me. The main reason I didn't want to say anything to her in person was because I was scared to death, not so much what she was going to say, but her facial expression. And so I didn't want her to come to me, but unfortunately she did come to me <laughs> and she wasn't accepting of me. She was telling me I'm too young, that I was confused, that I didn't know. And you were 15, um, yeah? I was 15, yeah. Hmm. I had already been exploring it and I, had, I already had dated a girl and and so it wasn't like something that I had just come to terms with myself. I had already Mm. gotten to that point. And that's what I tried to get across to her in every possible scenario. I mean, Caden, you've told me you actually thought about it and um, realized that you were gay when you were five. So you'd actually been sitting on this for 10 years. I presume you said that to her. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did. And, And 10 years is a long time to be thinking about something and keeping it inside isn't it so can you remember what that 10 years was like just not really being able to 
come out. I mean, even though 15 sounds young to come out, it's not if you've been thinking about it for 10 years, is it? No, it's not at all. And I, you know, I spent those 10 years not being able to, the biggest thing at that age is that your parents dictate how you dress, you know, Mm. between five and, you know, 12. And they, you know, I had to be in dresses and and wear things that I didn't want to wear. And I remember being told, oh, cross your legs. Ladies don't sit like that. And I Mm. couldn't do what, you know, cisgendered boys could do. I wasn't allowed to play with G.I. Joes. I, you know, I was given Barbie dolls and Barbie dolls, and I didn't want to play with those things. And so... Did your parents I, not, not listen at all to any of those sort of no. toy choices you were making? Or, I mean, not at all. I, I feel fairly lucky in that mine did buy me Evil Knievel. I don't know if you're even old enough to remember <laughs> Evil Knievel. <laughs> um, and it, but they did try and force me. My mother used to try and force me into a dress or a skirt once a week. And I would run and hide because I worked out it was a Tuesday. Um, <laughs> So there was always this battle going on, really. But was there no sort of give and take with your parents? They were like, you are wearing a dress. You are playing with dolls. Yeah, it was very much so. But my family, I was raised Catholic. And so, you know, it was Sunday, you wore dress. And I didn't go to any kind of Catholic school or anything like that. I did go to um, public school. But they did require that I wore dresses. And my grandma... I was her first granddaughter, biologically gra- biological granddaughter, and so mm. she uh, was really into, you know, buying all the cute little dresses and things like that that I really just didn't want to be in. I wanted to be in mm. shorts and a shirt. I hear you. That, it sounds like a bit like my childhood, but uh, not that I came out as trans, but I, I totally get that whole being forced to be someone and, or dress as someone that you're not really. So then how long was it after coming out to your grandma that um, you broached the subject with the rest of your family? W- was there the pressure there that you think your grandma wanted to tell the rest of the family? No, not at all. If anything, she didn't want to tell anybody. Um, mm. Shortly after that, I actually was living with my grandparents. So my parents had gotten divorced and I moved in with um, my... I never had a really good relationship with my mom. So I just kind of let her find out on her own. Um, I think she just figured it out. And my dad, I did tell my dad I had a a better relationship. But my grandma, if if she would have had it her way, it would have been to not tell anybody in the family. and Because Mm. she really believed that I was going to grow out of it, essentially. And end up, you know, marrying a man and having babies. I don't know. I don't know where this notion comes from that parents and, and obviously grandparents have that it's a phase and you're going to grow out of it because there's, no there's no evidence and it just doesn't happen, does it? No, not at all. <laughs> so what was going on at school at this time, Caden? Were, were people sort of realising that you were different, that you might be gay? Was there anybody commenting on it at school? Yeah, so I actually started high school then and I didn't make it through high school because I got bullied and you know, put down and not just for being a lesbian, but for many other things. And I ended up dropping out of high school in the middle of my 10th grade year. And it was a rough time for me. I I ran away from home. I dropped out of school. It Now that I look back at it, it all definitely was set around the fact that 
I identified within the queer community. And even though I had identified as a lesbian, I was struggling with my own identity as a trans man. And at that time, I didn't know it. Were the bullies picking up on that, though, do you think? They could have been. Yeah, they could have been. Because I was, you know, what they quote-unquote, you know, consider a a butch lesbian. Mm. And so the boys made fun of me and said, you're not a man, don't try to be a man. And I think in a lot of aspects that came back to hurt me in ways that I didn't realize at that time. But I've realized now, later down the road, being out of the closet as a trans person than before, you know, when I'm 15 and still vulnerable to what other people thought about me. Was it always verbal or did the bullying go further than that ever? Oh, it definitely did. Um, I I was thrown over a fence one time into a retention pond. I got into several fights. Um, Yeah, it it did. I, I try to stay away from, I could, you know, tolerate the verbal abuse to some extent but um the physical abuse definitely became came at a price later on in my life gosh did i mean growing up in florida is is it fairly liberal i mean i've been to certain bits of florida it seems very liberal but maybe not where you were not at all i grew up in a uh, and still live in a very conservative area in florida and overall florida is 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 considered to be a conservative state and uh yeah so it's it's definitely it's it's considered a republican state here in the united states so and definitely where i grew up there's it's mainly conservative there's a little few patches of liberal um i'm actually on the board for an lgbtq drop-in center in my local area and it's literally probably the the little piece of bit of liberal things that are in the community gosh i mean i have spoken to people in the u.s who have you know had a really hard time of it and i spoke to someone that was actually thrown out of university for being gay so it always surprises us i think here in the uk that you know the u.s seems to be so liberal in certain areas and so not in other places because certainly getting thrown out of university for being gay just something that we can't comprehend in this country Exactly. And it's it's bad here. I mean, with religious schools, they don't even allow any form of affection on campus or, you you know, if they see any form of affection towards same sex couples, you can be suspended or rejected from the school altogether. It's tough, isn't it? Really tough. It is. Okay, well, shall we move over to the... um I want to say second part of your story, but um, it's slightly more complex than that, really. But uh, what's you obviously the whole time that you were coming out as a lesbian and even dating women, you were questioning, not questioning your gender, but what was the thought process like for you? Was there a certain moment when you went, this is what's happening? I am yeah. in the wrong body here. This is what's going on. Can you remember the moment? Yeah. Yes, I can. I uh, was actually 20 years old. I spent another decade in the closet trying oh. to figure out how to come out. Um, I was 20 years old, and I was reading a magazine. I don't even remember the magazine, but I was reading a magazine, and they were talking about a trans woman. I had never heard the word transgender in my life. Hmm. I didn't even know what it was. But I was reading this article, and they were talking about what transgender people were, and I was like, Wow. And this, mind you, was 15 years ago. And I was like, wow, this is uh, 
this is me. This is who I am. Like, obviously, in the opposite way, you know, I wasn't a trans woman, but I was like, this is who I am. And it took me a very long time to accept the fact that I was trans because I dealt with my own internal transphobia and I was scared to death what other people would think about me and how hard my life would be being a trans person. And it really wasn't until I met my brother-in-law that at 12 years old had come out as trans that thought, if he can do it, then I can do it. And that's when I decided I had to um, come out and say, you know, this is who I am and no longer fight it. And it's, it has been hard. Don't get me wrong. It's definitely not been easy, but it was by far the best decision I've ever made in my life. I guess you're quite lucky to have had a family member then that had already sort of been a pioneer for you in a way. Yeah. What was the process then then? So you decide at the age of 20, this is me. And then what are the next 10 years like? That's you sort of going through the process of trying to convince yourself and, and work out what you're going to do. Yeah, I, um, it was hard. I, I already deal with mental health issues, but I, the struggle with my gender was extremely hard. I tried to commit suicide twice, um, which, you know, has uh, come to repercussions now later on, but it, it was a struggle. I was constantly struggling. I couldn't stay in a relationship because I didn't feel like, that was a right fit. Um, I felt like I was, you know, lying to them. And so I couldn't keep a relationship. I was in and out of jobs. I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And it was a rough 10 years. It it really was a rough 10 years. And when you say repercussions, what you mean health wise? Yeah, I, um, the way I tried to commit suicide was with medications. And Mm. due to that, I now have short-term memory loss. Um, I, I struggle to remember things. I even now struggle to remember things long-term. So it definitely had some repercussions on me. Um, I mean, they definitely it has made me the person I am today, and I'm a big advocate on suicide prevention. But um, it, if I could go back and have come out at 20, I definitely would have. It is terrifying when you look at the statistics, isn't it, for self-harm and suicide rates amongst the trans community. That must, that must sadden you that a lot of um, your community are going, going through that still. Yeah, I have a, a friend who actually, he was bullied and he ended up committing suicide. And this was about a month and a half ago. So... Yeah, it, it, it's hard. And it's hard because I see a lot of trans people who, you know, aren't accepted by their family and they, you know, they feel rejected and they sometimes don't feel like there's any way out. And that's what they resort to. You know, they, they don't feel like there's an escape to it all. And it is rough when you're, you know, hiding in the closet, uh, fear of being your true authentic self and, um, scared of what other people I mean I certainly don't go around 
uh, saying I'm trans um, or with a flag on my shoulder. I'm not afraid mm. of being who I am and saying it, but I do fear of what other people are going to do or think of me um, and what that could ultimately be for me. It is it is a scary thing to, you know, live your life every day like that, even when you do have people that are accepting of you. Um, I was outed at work and that was a scary thing. Um, at my current job, I was outed and, you know, luckily I do work for a very LGBTQ friendly um, place, but you never know what somebody's mindset's going to be. And, uh, you know, racism and, and bigotry still exist in this world. So you got to be careful. Absolutely. And do you feel like acceptance of um, the trans community and even lesbian and gay and bi and non-binary people is sort of getting less so in the Trump era, do you think? So I thought so when uh, Obama was in. And I think slowly it's getting better. But I think with Trump being in office, it's giving the people who maybe would not have a voiced their opinion or been so blunt and forward are Trump's giving them that voice and allowing them to say things that, you know, maybe four years ago they wouldn't have said. And that's a, that's scary because there's been a lot of things that have happened over the last four years that <clears throat> frankly, I don't think would have happened during Obama's era. And I, I do hope that, you know, I hate to be political, but I do hope that he is no longer in office because in regards to the, the LGBTQ community, he's, he's just no good. And he's taking away things and, and, and intensifying people who do have hatred towards the LGBTQ community. But mm -hmm. I do see that things are there. Slowly things are getting better. And I think, you know, I, I always tell people, please come to me if you have questions because I'd rather educate you than you be ignorant about something and not ask. Mm -hmm. Or I remember being that 20-year-old and Googling transgender and finding so many negative things about transgender people. And I was like, this, there's got to be more to this, you know. And I think now when you Google transgender people, there are more, there are better, more, optimistic things about transgender people let's hope so hey well i guess a lot has changed since you decided that you were or, or realized your gender at the age of 20 how old are you now Caden? if you don't mind me asking um, that's okay i'm 35 35 okay so tell us about those like those years and coming to terms with it and then going through the process of transitioning i don't know what it's like in the u.s compared to the uk it's quite difficult to go for that process but um how did you get to be you know living your your best trans queer life that you are now so i was already seeing a therapist when i realized okay this is what i want to do and it wasn't the right therapist because they knew nothing about trans people or anything mm. of what to do. So I, I, I researched and I looked and to be quite frank, in my area, it was really hard to find a competent therapist to see. And in order for you to start anything, you have no choice but to go to a therapist and here. And each state is a little different. But um, for the majority, most people in the United States have to start with a the therapist. 
And uh, so I went to a therapist. I had to go to therapy with her for at least three months before I could get a letter to start hormones. And then unfortunately, there was only one endocrinologist in my area that was actually doing trans healthcare. And so the wait list was six months. So mm-hmm. I had to wait another six months before I could get in to see an endocrinologist to start testosterone. And it it was it was hard because it was like you got all excited. You were to this point, you were going to do it. And then you were kind of like disappointed well, because if it makes it you feel any better. So I mean, I've heard of people in this country waiting over a year. So um, there just, oh, wow. there isn't enough. Um, I mean, the NHS is brilliant, but it's overloaded. And um, yeah, I've heard of people going to Europe, actually, and getting like private funding to get their top surgery or whatever. So it, it's difficult here as well. If it, I don't know if that makes you feel better or not, really. But uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a long process anyway, isn't it? It is. It's a long process. And I had, I've had top surgery too. I had it in 2018 and I had to pay for it out of pocket and it wasn't mm. cheap. Insurance, mm. most insurance here in the United States don't pay for top surgery. So um, it can cost anywhere from six to $10,000. Gosh, I mean, how did you feel though after that? You must have felt a million dollars. Oh, right? it was liberating. It was very liberating. It was it was freedom because I remember being like 10, 11, 12 when I was going through female puberty and growing a chest and was like, oh my God, I can never wear a t-shirt again without having to wear a bra. And, and I had been wearing a binder for so many years that it was, it, it was liberating. Now I... I thought I would go outside more without a shirt on, but I don't. I do walk around the house though without a shirt on. It it's very nice. It's it it made me feel complete. Like I felt like my true self then. And even though I had been on hormones for a a year at that point, I still I still I was missing something until top surgery. Oh, that's so good to hear you say that. That was brilliant. It's very, it's quite uplifting hearing you talk like that. I don't know if you want to talk about your wife, but it, it, it sounds like in terms of your sexuality, you've had a very happy ending in terms of um, settling down. Yeah. So we met at that time. I identified as a lesbian and she identified as a lesbian. And it was only about three or four months after I we started dating that I came out to her as trans. And wow. Frankly, I I had every expectation that she would leave me and I would have understood completely because, you know, she was going to end up being with a man and, and she didn't identify that way. But, Ooh. you know, she fell in love with me, the person I am, and not my gender. And, uh, yeah, we got married December 28th last year. Oh, congratulations. So, well, yeah, she was so obviously we, more pansexual than she realized. She was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. So you got your happy ending. Yes. What advice would you give to people maybe sort of 10 years previous to where you were, sort of maybe struggling with their sexuality or their gender identity or both as you were? So I would tell them not to rush it, explore it. You know, make sure that you are 100% sure with the person you want to be. But make sure that you step out and be that person that you want to be. Don't 
Don't hide in the shadows because you're afraid of what other people think. What matters at the end of the day is that you're happy with who you are. Because I know personally that I know if I would have been 70, 80 years old, I would have regretted if I had never gone out and became my authentic Mm. self. So I always tell people to live authentically no matter what it is, whether or not it's your gender, your sexual orientation, um, but to live the most authentic life that you can. A big thank you to Caden for sharing his story from his home in Florida. He actually met the producer of this podcast, Sam, at a conference in Florida and they got chatting. So we really appreciate him coming on. And of course, do check out his podcast. It's all about the trans community and it's called Transcaster Radio. Please do subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. And we'd also really appreciate it if you'd find the time to leave us a rating or a review. To find out more about coming out stories, ask us a question or even offer your own story for an interview. You can follow us on Twitter at Come Out Stories or at Coming Out Stories Pod on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. I'm Emma Goldswell and Coming Out Stories is edited by Sam Walker and is a What Goes On Media production. Next up, Welsh-born TV weatherman Owain Evans. It took his parents a bit of time to understand as they didn't really know any gay people. But it was his brother's reaction that really surprised him. My brother is a mechanic and it's very strange, isn't it? I thought that he would find it harder than everybody Mm. else, but he was actually amazing. And he would take me to gay bars in Swansea. And the first introduction to gay bars was through my brother Reese. Reese is straight. And he would take me to these places and, you know, see if I wanted to go to these kind of places that were safe for me to go to. And, um, yeah, was very supportive and brilliant. So it's very strange how things turn out differently to what you imagine, isn't it?